the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM560, the answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. You've tuned into Black and Right. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. And leading that revolution are your hosts, Charles Love and John Anthony. Good afternoon. Welcome to Black and Right with Charles and John Anthony. We're back here again to uh, talk about what's going on in Chicago and in America. John, what is the biggest threat facing the country today? Oh, man, that's such a loaded question, Charles. Good Lord. Hey, what's going on, folks? This is John Anthony. I can give you multiple choice if you think that'll be better. Go ahead. Give me multiple choice. So would you say it is illegal immigration, um, white supremacy, the national debt, income inequality, radical Islamic terrorism? What would you say? I think C would be my choice. Uh, you know, it's interesting because um, what that answer is will, uh, like any other problem, dictate how you address the problem and what you do. And for me, you know, last week, we, first week, we were talking about why we were doing the show and what our plans were. And for me, I'm all about culture. I call myself a culture warrior. And I think that the biggest problem facing the country is the extreme left. So I would have a different approach to fixing that problem than someone who thinks that those uh, other issues are the biggest problem. Yeah, see, you know, I, I think I get your point with the culture, but I think one of the things that I like to look at is the policy aspect of how the culture becomes the culture. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do with the policy. You know, I think what, what, what I would like for this show to represent is for this to be, for us to be a voice for this generation and to bring out those people who might be afraid to come out of the shadows as Republicans. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know we have a lot of those people that are, that are afraid to say, hey, I'm a Republican or I'm a conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, because how were we all raised, as, as specifically when it comes to the black race? Right. We were always told that you have to be a Democrat. You have to love John F. Kennedy. You have to have that picture. And, and a picture. John and a, F. Kennedy, man. And a picture. Oh, good Lord. I'm not that old, folks. <laughs> and a picture of who? Jesus on the wall. Right, remember that? Right, right, right. So, you know, one of the things, I, that's what I really hope we're able to do. I want this show to be a, a show, uh, an exchange of ideas, right. where we come and actually have a dialogue about the issues of the day that's, that's affecting not just Illinois, but America and beyond. Well, well, we, just, we don't have those conversations anymore. Right. And one thing you said interesting, you, about we're really, you talked about republicanism. And I think that uh, while that's partially true, I think the bigger thing is to, is to get people who realize who has certain beliefs but don't realize that they may be conservative or right because they look at when you look at things from a political standpoint and I have to pick a party, you know, there's only a few people who actually think they fit into either party. Right. So what True. do we do with all the rest of the people? And I think that's kind of where, we, where we're going with the problem. But, but, but I also think the Republican Party as a whole has done a disservice to the, the blacks and uh, minority 
communities. I mean, we, the, the outreach just isn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it only comes out when it's an election time or right. something like that. And that's why I think we there needs to be. See, I, look, you you like to say that you're a conservative. I do choose the party. I choose the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a conservative Republican. Um, not afraid to say that I'm a conservative Republican. I'm a conservative Republican that supports our current president, Donald Trump. But I, I you know, because because I, I just can't get with all this groupthink. Right. I'm just not a fan of it. Right. But here's the thing. You're right. I mean, but if we say that the reason I say culture is because all those things I listed are really important. And I'm not knocking people who fight for those things. But I look at things from the macro. And if I think if the top falls, everything falls. Right. So well, I look at a lot of people are, are conservative in their views, regardless of what what political party they align with. So how do we reach them is what I think. And so to do that, what I'm saying is the Republican Party should do outreach. I'm not I'm not saying they shouldn't. But right now, if they did outreach, they would have no one to reach to because because they've got, they let it go so far. There's such a negative connotation to the party that if you walk in, people are like, hey, I'm the Republicans. I like to tell you what I believe. Some people are like, I won't listen to that, which is fun. so my point is you don't make a Republican. You move people. You let people realize they're somewhere in the middle. Basically. Right. You, you let people realize that they're in the middle and, and they make it the rest of the way on their own. But how do we do that? So my issue being a conservative, whether you call it Republican Party conservative, my issue with conservative is that a lot of us look for purist. Right. Uh, so we're like we uh, we call a lot of people rhinos. We say and I'm not knocking that. I, I don't think we should settle. I'm not saying that we should vote for people who aren't going to have our interest uh, at, at hand. But what I'm saying is legislatively, we should put those people out of the party or, or, or get them out of office. But when we try to fight back against the leftist culture, we need any, I say we need anybody on the team. My fight is against anybody who's not on the left. So that means some Democrats, some liberals, some independents, some right leaning, never Trumpers, rhinos. For my fight, I need them all. Because if you look at the media, they would have you believe that most people are on the left. I would say the far left is a small percentage of, of the people. It's growing. Especially the very far right, left. Right, right. It's a small percentage of the people. And you look at the right and you say, well, they're small too. But they're not. It's just that we're fighting in segments. So you got people who are pro-life advocates, you know, which I salute. And they, they go out, every, you know, on a regular basis, they, they put their activists, right? They go out and they fight that. And you have Second Amendment activists. But a lot of people are pro-life uh, and Second Amendment Second and Amendment all this, but, but they don't all join each other. So we look small. So my goal is to get all these smaller coalitions together, have them work together. So we, we look bigger because, you know, on the left, you think they don't fight behind closed doors, but they like, they know how to take marching orders, right? So when they come out of that room, they do what, they, what they're told to do. Hey, hey Charles. I'm I'm originally from the Democrat Party, so when you say do they back fight? When Kennedy was in back it, right? Kennedy, that's right. No, no, actually, you know, no, I'm just kidding. Um, to say that they don't fight, oh, they fight. The difference between the Democrat Party and the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, when it comes to the public showing, they show unity. Mm-hmm. The Republican Party, we st- we beat each other yeah. up so much. We go after our young. We 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 kill the rising stars, mm-hmm. and we, we don't have a bench. But I do, just to go back to something you said, um, for the Republican Party, there's nothing out there. Well, I disagree. I think you have all these exits that are going on out there. You have all these Jexits, ex, uh, the, the Blexit. I think what, what Candace Owens is doing out there, uh, the hard work she's doing out there, uh, Charlie Kirk, and all, all these people that, that are out there working really hard to try to make the Republican Party viable again. Because I think nationally, the Republican Party is viable. I think when you start coming from a, to a local aspect of it, like take, take Illinois, for, for instance. Illinois, where you only need to win, what, six, seven counties to become governor of the <laughs> right. state? You know? Three. 
well, <laughs> um, four, if you consider Pat Quinn. Pat Quinn won four counties, and he became the governor of, right. of the state. Yep. And the rest of this state is pretty much red. You know, what are we doing to win back those collar counties? Because we're losing the collar counties. Right. My county, where I live in Kendall County, it will be blue. It will. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's over by Aurora, Juliet, and all that area. I don't know what But that it is. will be blue in the next five to ten years. It's never been blue. Never been blue. Right. But but here's the thing. I'm not see well, well folks now you can see what the what the nuanced differences will be here. You know, so we're not, you know, saying the same thing. And but, Trump, 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 yeah, Trump. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, left, 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 left. But my point is that I'm not disagreeing with you, but you know, okay, let's look at the black community. Right? You're blackish. Um in Ish. the black in the black You're community. You're black and I'm right, right? You're right. In the black community, you would say if you say, most people would say Democrat, right? Ninety five percent of us vote for Democrat. But if you just say you start giving people issues, they don't seem as as left as they come off, right? So my point is, why aren't we talking to that? I would say it's getting higher and unfortunately I probably put it around forty percent, let's say. So 40% of the black community is truly left, let's say. That might be kind of high. I think that's way high. I know, but let's say that, you know, make it the worst as it can be. So 40%. So that means you have 60% of the black community that's open to, to, to conservative ideals, and we're not talking to them. So, and then, wait, it's worse. We're not talking to them, and they don't even realize they agree with that. Because I talk to somebody, and it's like, well, the Republicans don't have any ideas, I believe, that that's pro-black. And I say, well, what, what do they believe? He's like, well, I don't know. Well, then how do you know what's on their menu if you never, never click on the, on the website or go into the restaurant? Restaurant. But see, my, here, here's the issue, though, Charles. Right now, as we stand as a nation, as a country, there are only two parties that, that, that are viable, the mm-hmm. Democrat Party and the Republican Party. This is why I choose to fight to help rebuild the Republican Party. I've been on the Democrat side. I, I know and understand what happens over there. I now, I'm now on the Republican side of the aisle, now almost 20 years. Listen, when I first came into this party, I was accepted with open arms. You know, you, you look at what happens over on the Democrat side— the Republican Party really is the party of the Big Ten. It is the party of the Big Ten. They can care less about what color you look, what socioeconomic status you are, what sexual orientation you are. They want to help you. Yep. Think about that. Right. And that, that, see, that's why I stand to help to fight for the Republican Party. No, we need you people know? to fight from within and we need people to fight from without. I'm not knocking it at all. I just take a different angle. It's not, not that either one. We need people fighting from every angle because the left is so powerful, right? They have entertainment. But they're not power. power. That's the perception. No, no, but they are power because they're a small number, but they have all the, the means of communication. They have the, the media, media. The language. They have Hollywood. Yes. They have, you know, they have a lot of the people who run corporations, even though they say they're anti-corporation. And, and here's the thing about it. I, I, every time I think about the Republican Party, when I, when I thought about it when I was younger in, in the politics, I think about one thing. The Republican Party has to get over this stigma, the scarlet letter. Mm-hmm. That R is a scarlet letter for the, Illinois, for the Republican Party as a whole, and we got to get over that. Right. Well, um, I think there's an organization out there that we need to pay attention to that uh, matters. There's a way to coalesce different groups, and, and we're going to talk about that soon. Coming up, we'll talk to Brian Mullins about an interesting movement gaining momentum. I believe conservatives would do well to take notice to. Um, this is Charles and John on AM Black and Right on AM 560, The Answer. Right continues on AM560. Once again, here are your hosts, Charles Love and John Anthony. And welcome back 
to Black and Right with John and Charles. So earlier we spoke about uh, how to build a coalition of people who aren't on the left. And we're pleased to be joined by someone conservatives should know. He is Brian Mullins, founder of Citizens for Civic Education and the Black Voter Project. He's also a policy advisor to ADOS Chicago. Brian, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. This is about to be trouble. So, um, <laughs> so I, I've, I've been watching this movement for uh, almost a year now. And, uh, you know, keep in mind, there's two conservatives that, and we can be pro-black. And I'm loving it. And uh, nobody really knew about it. So, okay, obviously, the first question is, can you tell us what is ADOS? And we're off. Sure. So ADOS, we, we use it as a, a ADOS, uh, you know, we say it. It is, stands for American Descendants of Slavery. Okay. So it started out uh, out of the brain trust of uh, two people, Yvette Carnell and Antonio Moore. Right. And they have radio talk shows and, and YouTube uh, channels. Um, and the premise um, is pretty simple. We seek to reclaim or restore the national character of African-American identity and experience um, grounded in our own lineage, right? Because as we know, that is central to the struggle for social and economic justice in the United States, right? That doesn't mean that we are against anyone else uh, that is classified as black. You know, we know that includes from Haitian to Jamaican and any African, you know, African nations or anyone from the whole diaspora. But we believe that the key to everything in politics, of course, politics is fighting for resources, right? And so it's our goal to go ahead and fight for resources within, within the box that we're given at the end of the day. Uh, right. Those members of America are 90% or more of the voting block, right? Mm -hmm. But we, we're looked upon as one big group. Uh, everyone else has a home, a home nation to call their own, right? And so we're just trying to carve out a lineage, which is actually an identity that leads to voting blocks on our own. Well, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, like I said, I, I told sure. a lot of people about it, and they didn't, they don't, I don't even know what it is. Even John here, sure. he's like, what is it? So they Googled it, and the first thing that sure. comes up, you know what's coming, the first thing sure. that comes up, it was reparations. Mm -hmm. So tell sure. us about that and uh, what that looks like and why sure. that's the primary thing that comes up. Sure. When it comes out of so reparations, we know we know we saw that push of HR 40 at the federal level. Um, you had groups and people from the Pan-African movement uh, that were leading the way. But Yvette and, and Tone, Antonio, had able to grab a certain audience to talk about reparations, right? Um, but if you if you look at the, 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 the behind it, so we're looking at one event, H.R. 40, which is one piece of legislation, which at the end of the day is authorizing a study, right? So you first have to get authorization of a study, and then you're going to have to kind of make sense out of all of that, right? Like, how do you, how do you prove? who is Adolf in a, in a, in a way to receive a, a check, right? And so I think it's a lot of time as far in history where our communities are suffering today. But if you look at where the Adolf's agenda, the black agenda will go, it speaks about economic and social injustices uh, across the board. It's not just sitting back looking for federal reparations and trillions of dollars and getting the country, because we know the, the, the logistics of that, right? You're going to have to get it past the Congress and get it past the Senate, and the president got to sign it. And that is a lot of work, and we don't have that on our side, that energy on our side to get it. So, you know, it's, it's now we're trying to take it down to a local state county city level uh for resources so you hey, know hey brian um, this is john anthony here yep. 
Hey, I, I, look, I knew of you guys' cause, but I didn't know of the name. When Charles told me about sure. EDOS, I, I looked it up, and I think it sure. said something about diabetic. That, that was the first thing that came up, and I'm like, Charles, right, right. we're going to talk about di- American diabetics? High, high sugar. Come on, man. What, right, what is right, that? Right. Well, we do have that, too, now. That's part <laughs> the, of our care initiative. This so. is true. Right. But, but, but when I looked you guys up, I mean, good Lord. Right. I'm going to tell you this. As a black sure. conservative, a black Republican, sure. I'm kind of glad you guys have come into existence because now you guys are taking all the heat away from all of us. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Well, if you notice, the, the, the biggest, uh, we, get, we get hit, uh, and it's a new movement, right? And it started out as a, we call it a movement. I, was, I would bet, you know, three, four months ago is when it kind of came to formulate at a higher level. Um, Wait, and let me interrupt you real quick, us. Brian. Would you say oh, sure, that the, sure. the, the, the Ann Coulter tweet, the one she tweeted out, did that like actually help put you guys like really on the map? No, no, well, you know, what's funny, I guess it depends on what we say on the map, right? Okay. It's still unknown to most black people, period, at this point in time, right? So right. I don't even think, I think we're at the beginning stages of organizing on a media side and a messaging side and on the ground to try to create this movement. It's very, very early in the beginning stages of the movement, right? So I don't really know, you know. This early in, it doesn't really matter at this point in time. I think HR 40 and the argument between the Pan African movement and, and Yvette Carnell individually, Antonio Brown, he kicked it off on social media and YouTube, right? He kicked right. it off in a conversational based on their individual. But now there's groups and organizations forming behind it, right? right. And so if you, like you said, you Google it, well, you immediately, first thing you go see. You guys you are Russian that, bots. You, there we go. You see in the Russian bots and the left are us at the end of the day, right? And that's a, you know, um, I love it, actually, because that's, it's funny. It's not about the conservatives, in my opinion. It's about the left. So we need to get the left off yeah. of our backs, first yeah. and foremost. You all see right? why and I like these people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day, the left, and I'm in Chicago, and I'm, so I've been around politics and organizing, you know, for, for years, decades. I was part of the Democratic political machine, um, didn't like some of the things they did. Then that shot me into the left organizing, right? right? And then I realized, like, man, these people, I think I would rather have a Democratic machine because the socialist left in Chicago, and I, and I speak locally, I mean, we can talk about, you know, but Illinois down, um, the, the policies by the individuals that constantly ruin the black community and, and push on the black community, so, if it's, so, you know, Chicago, Chicago public schools on down are more important. Right. So when, when, so when, when Trump um, posed the question, what do you have to lose? That was like a, a, an opening to ADOS to say, well, this is what this is what we're looking Absolutely. for. This is what we this is what we have to lose exactly. collectively as an organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. I happened uh, on the side side note. I voted for Jill Stein. So I remember the Green <laughs> Party during that election because I wasn't voting for worse or two evils. I like a lot of the stuff that Donald Trump was saying. I Are you guys a Trump group? Did Trump create you guys? Are yeah. you guys a, a Trump group? No. No. <laughs> yeah, that'd be no. crazy. That's, that's out no. there. That's, that's so, so white supremacy, Trump, no. and all that. No, no, nothing to do with it. Zero, right. zero. There are no connections at all to Donald Trump. Well, good to know. Yeah. You know t- this or time, any party or any political or any party, party right. let's be clear. Oh, yeah, yeah. and party. I understand that. The, you know, the time goes by yeah. fast. I want to get as much as I can sure. from you. So, like I said, you Google and everything comes up reparations, but I'm, I'm assuming sure. you all are more than that. So talk about how you see you know, if you're pie in the sky, if you got what you wanted beyond sure. reparations, like what does the uh, community sure. need? Because I came up, I'm a conservative sure. and I, and I, and I sure. hate Black Lives Matter and I love sure. ADOS sure. because, at least, right, because right. here's the difference. At least you all are willing to say, you know, 
I want this, and the government owes me redress, but I'm willing to put put Correct. put in put my skin in the game where where Black Lives Correct. Matter. Just like you know, they have nothing behind what they say. And if anybody wants Correct. to compare the two, I would quickly say Google Black Lives Matter and see what their websites say. But what other kind of things do you want? Right. Well, let me do a quick, quick look. I know it's quick, quick time on short on time. Black Lives Matter and all the other groups, they don't have any substantive arguments or, or ask, quote unquote, right? They're out there on behalf and funded by the left in order to create chaos, in my opinion, right? That's all it's about is creating chaos. Now, the Democratic Party, I know you guys touched on, I'm going to get to your question in a second. I just want to preface this. I heard you guys mentioning the Democratic Party. So the Democratic Party doesn't do outreach to black voters. It does not happen, especially when you're talking about progressive candidates, right? So even J.B. Pritzker spent $300 million, but they don't do outreach to the black community, right? And so what's they don't have to. is somebody to talk to the black community, right? And that's what a voice we're trying to feel by issue-based organizing based on what we feel, not what we're told by the left, right? So to answer your question, we recognize, so we believe that the fundamental, and this and not maybe necessarily hate us directly. They think, well, let me back up. Yes, it is, because they touch on the economics, right? If we were able to have sustainable wages in our own communities, right, then everything else from crime to education to health care would start to normalize itself, right? And what we one thing we're doing, we were locked out of labor, right? So if you're not aware... Wait, wait, it's funny you mentioned that. I hate to cut you out, but this is the, the, the yeah. uh, segment where there's a heartbreak, and I want to do, because I know we're going to stay, yeah. keep listening to the show. We're going to get pushed back from well, the right, but a quick thing. Sure, sure. Lightning round. Tell me your views on sure. illegal immigration. I am for what Donald Trump is talking about. Second Amendment. Uh, for the right to bear arms. Um, LGBTQ uh, as a movement, as a minority group. It is bad for black people and bad for America. Me too. Lastly, the Me Too movement. It was all fake, made up by the left and Do- the Democratic Party. Donald Trump. I like Donald Trump. There you go. Back soon. You were uh, black and right with John and Charles. AM 560, The Answer. This is Black and Right on AM 560 with John Anthony and Charles Love. Welcome back to Black and Right with Charles and John. I think we woke some people up with that segment, John. Brian's in trouble. <laughs> he's, he's, he's gonna Fine lose with his, me, man. Fine with me. He's gonna right. lose his card. <laughs> so we're gonna take some calls shortly, but um, what's it? You have one for him because we're gonna take some calls shortly and uh, see if anybody is going to uh, <laughs> have an attack for you. But I think that uh, sure. this it, it makes sense for conservatives to uh, align with you. Not because you agree on everything, but I, you know, my push sure. against the left, you made a, a sure. really stark com- comment about the left. And I just think that if we sure. agree on seven things, you know, sure. do we spend our time fighting on the three or do we agree with the others? But, but it goes sure. back well, to groupthink. Yeah, yeah, but let me jump here real quick for a call. But think about when we talk about the Republican Party. So these are some of the issues, right? We can't, I live in the south side of Chicago. The Republican Party doesn't even run candidates, let alone do any outreach to the African American community. And that's on the Republican Party. Exactly. I mean, Without a doubt. I tried to I tried to work with, you know, I know you guys are not fans of Bruce Rauner. We tried to bring that to the black community multiple times under different, you know, uh, statewide campaigns, and there's nobody doing it. Nobody wants to put the energy in it. It's a lot from, of work. It came from the strategist saying, well, we've never gotten more than 13% black vote when Bill Brady was the governor, so we don't think it's going to happen. But guess what? 
they have no idea of the minds of black people in these communities, right? And that's mm-hmm. the fail point. And we try to engage to bring that up. But if we don't have a candidate to vote for, how do you turn around and tell us who we will or won't vote for? Right. It's Even Republicans would be pulling right? pulling Democrat uh, ballots because that's exactly. the only way they get to it's vote. I, I, yeah, I, I honestly it's think all it's speculative. Right. But right? I think it's so both sides. Local, yeah, it's both sides. But the left, you know how, and, and people want to say that, that Donald Trump and, and Steve Bannon and the Cambridge Analytica created this movement on the left side that made Donald Trump president. The left is doing the same thing with black voters. We are being triggered and propagandized because we're low information voters. But nobody, including the Democratic Party, Democrats or Republican, are reaching out to the black community to educate, which is where we came up with citizen specific education. It's to educate voters at a certain place, right? Now we've kind of taken it a different, another slant, uh, partnering up with Ados, right? But it's still about educating from a practical level. What does it mean to you and your children for education or access to opportunities, access to capital, you know, health care, food deserts? How does this, who's advocating for the on the exactly. ground access to change our communities, not gentrify them? change them so that the people who have been here coming out of the South for the last 50 years that have been paying taxes for crumbling schools and being chased down by the police. I mean, it's insane. Brian, Brian I'm, I'm actually hopeful, though. I'm actually hopeful because I saw who sure. the GOP, Cook County GOP appointed to okay. actually run candidates now. Jesus uh, Solorio okay. Jr. Okay. That kid right there is a special talent. Okay. I, I think with okay. what they're doing from uh, from the Illinois side is running. They're going to run okay. candidates. Uh, I, I'm 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 happy that to hear that you know HRO and IPI are are starting now finally working together. Yeah. I think those are yeah. some important things, and I think I hope I hope that we start yeah. seeing that happen um, in in sure. the 2020 election. Sure. Yep. We need it. We need it. We need that balance and let the voters decide which route to go. But right now we're boxed into one party. Yeah. You know, so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think. Well, yeah. I think you can leave it now by telling uh, people. You know, I know it's, the movement is new and you kind of kind of getting things together still. Uh, sure, sure. I don't know if you have a website or whatever, but just, you know, tell people what to look out for. Tell people if you got some event sure. coming up or anything where people can go and hear what you all have to say. Yeah. So the first thing, the website will be uh, launched probably by, let's say, this upcoming Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's ADOS chicago.org right so it's going to be you know be a legal not-for-profit organization and what we're going to do is issue-based organizing on a precinct level right so we have a lot of data systems set into place so basically you know we're going to really start using social media and door-to-door to find out what is the pulse of the black community so first let's get the messaging right right what do we want what do collectively we want to do and then as election season moves down the line i mean if there are people that need petitions done or if the, or if the gop is serious about about running candidates, we can help assist because we want to be able to have the balance for the voters. So they need, you know, you got to say, as you already know, it's a heavy task to go from the Democrats to the Republican Party. I think one of you all said it as you were talking in the intro. We got to go from, in my opinion, you need to go from the GOP to the middle then to the Democrat, I mean, I'm sorry, from the Democratic Party to the middle, then to the GOP, right. because of all the noise surrounding it. And it's not practical to believe you're just going to walk in the door today and all these people are going to vote a certain way. It's not going to happen right. like that, in my opinion. I agree. Especially because you have all this money coming from the left, right? It's a constant propagandized movement through the trade unions. Through And real quick, before you take a call, we, one thing you keep in mind is 
you know, all blacks are not, we're not monolithic. So what we watch is the machine black Democratic establishment people, right, that are the people that drive the narrative. So you have the Democrats who the establishment on one side, and now you have the left, and they're beating down the Democratic establishment. And you look at it on a policy, I mean, on the, on the ground, look what Lori Lightfoot has done. Lori Lightfoot came in and pretty much got rid of all black leadership. Even all them and the black people voted in, she well, took I, them out of authoritative power. Well, it looks right? like we're going to so have to leave it there. We're coming up to the break. Right, that, go ahead. Th- thanks. Yep, that go was ahead. Brian <laughs> Mullins, founder of Citizens for Civic Education yep. and Black Voter yep. Project and the policy yep. advisor for AO Chicago. Thanks for being with there us today. Come back. We'll Thank take you, your sir. calls at for Black and White, AM560, The Answer. Of Black and Right on AM560. Here are your hosts, Charles Love and John Anthony. You're back with Charles and John on AM560 The Answer. We got a couple calls here we want to uh, take, but uh, if you want to call in and talk about that segment, talk about AOs, or talk about what is the biggest uh, threat facing the country, give us a call at 312 642 5600. Right now, we're going to go to Verlon. Verlon. You're on 560, the answer. Vaughn from the South Side. How's it going, Charles? How's it going, John? Hey, it's well. You know, my the, man. The only, the only bad thing about being on hold is you hear so much stuff that you would love to respond you to, to and you don't want to talk about what you called in about. Do you even remember? You know, but, man, I mean, okay, listen, I got something to tell you, then I got a question. But first off, I got to start off by disagreeing with you, but with you and with your, uh, with your guest. With you, I think we're in a better position than the Democrat Party. Uh, when you talk about the Republican Party tear each, uh, tear each other down, I hear the same thing from Democrats. They say they tear each other down. The Democrat Party is cannibalizing each other, and they're about to go full-blown socialist. I agree. We don't have that problem in our, in yeah. our party. True. Okay, and then with your, and then with your guests, no, it's not the Republican fault um, that they're not doing as much outreach because he was right about Democrats don't do outreach, outreach either. The problem is, is that We've shut our values. We put our values to the side, and we've become dependent on government. I've always hey, said we've, uh, we've switched the G. We dropped God, and we picked up government. That's the problem. We, we're not self-reliant like we used to be. Hey, now, thank um, you. But I got, Go ahead. Now, what I got to say to you, what I got to say to you, Charles, is I miss you You're on the family pack. Uh, Cruz, I mean, it was great. With uh, Candace Owens why as you got to rub it in? Speaker, <laughs> Why you got to rub um, it in? Why you rubbing it in? <laughs> I, I got to rub it in, man, because you should have been there. I met so many great people. I met Tony Pareka. I met Dan Patlack. And one of my, my favorite guys was uh, Tom Morrison. The, the, oh, Tom's the, uh, awesome. Uh, I love Tom. Look, I love Tom because he buys my books. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but Tom, I mean, he really wanted to hear what was on my mind. You know, some people will talk to you, then they'll go and off and go talk to who, whoever they feel like talking to. He he came to talk to me and my friend Tom like five times. He he's a really right to life guy, yep. and he's a he's a man. He's just a good person. Hey Verlon, hey Verlon, Verlon. For the record, you disagree with John, not me. But John's got a question. Go ahead, hey, hey Verlon. You know, I I served <laughs> oh, with okay. I served with Tom Morrison down in the in the um, general assembly. What you see is what you get. There's nothing different about Tom. Tom is a, a warrior, and and in, in Charles's estimation, he's a culture warrior. Big time. So you're right. Everything you said about Tom is is, is absolutely correct. 
And that's what I wanted to say, too. I'm just like you, Charles. I'm a, I'm a, a culture warrior as well. I'm all about the culture wars. Now, this, that goes, leads right into my question. Okay, what race of people would let white liberalism talk them into making a body of work like Mar Margaret Singer's their own to genocide themselves? You both are smart guys. I'm only going to give you one guess. Uh, th there's only one? <laughs> I'm going to give you one guess. Who can talk a race of people, black people, into making a body of work like Margaret Singer's that that she was a eugenicist that wanted to kill black and brown people, right. didn't want us to exist. How about now, you just tell us? Liberals talk, huh? How about you just give us the answer? This is AM560, the answer. <laughs> give us the answer. Oh, okay. The answer, the, the answer is black people. We let white liberals talk us into genociding ourselves. And they talk, let, uh, talked us into being victims where we stand uh -oh. on corners and shoot ourselves and kill ourselves. So... We'll never be anything if we keep shooting, killing ourselves, and killing our unborn kids. All right, gotta love it. Thanks, Verlon. Thanks for coming. Uh, I like calling in. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, let's go to Philip in Blue Island. Philip, you're you're on uh, five six of the answer. Wow, I, I was really anticipating a more uh, 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 constructive. I mean, all I'm hearing is PragerU graduates out of all three of you, especially with Verlon. So I'm just, my point is this, if we're so-called going to come together as a race of people, I think it's important for us to more or less connect with our Africanness instead of our, our uh, this political system here in America that is basically a white supremacist system. I'm, I'm just trying to and understand. You so, all about, are you saying so opposite, I mean, of, op opposite of ADOS is what you're saying? You're saying they're wrong. It should be the opposite of that? I'm no, just trying to understand what, what you're saying. I understand, but what I mean again, when I say a Prager graduate, I, I understand. You know what I mean, and I think you understand that because you didn't push back against it. None of you have. No, so, I'm trying to understand, my, my, but, but my, we can't debate unless I know what you're saying. Are you saying that Ados was wrong? That you disagree with Ados? Well, oh no, 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 no. I, I agree with that. I just uh, only thing. So I, you I agree with them, and I agree with them, but I'm wrong. No, 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 don't, don't do the, don't do the conservative uh, uh, walk back. What I'm saying is, is that at least don't just identify us as uh, de descendants of, of slaves. We're Africans, and if we don't identify with our Africanness, wow. even if we're going to be a conservative or Republican or whatever, all I hear is black, 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 black. Like he's talking about Margaret Sanger and black people. Okay. Okay, well, well, I got you. I'm 54% European, we'll, we'll so, that, you know, Philip, right at. Uh, let's go with Mark, who has no city. Mark, you're on, you're on 560. Uh-oh, here comes trouble. All right, it's Mark Weiermiller here. Hello, Charles and John. How you guys doing? We're doing good. Hey, How we're doing well, Mark. All right, here's my issues. My issues, black and white, are the same. This is what I want. Good schools, less crime, legal immigration, more private sector jobs, uh, fix the pension scam in Illinois. And let I, I, I like that, I Mark. Here, let me ask you a quick between. question. We're coming up to the break. Let me ask you this. Do you think Brian didn't want any of those things? I don't know, but my issues are the same. In Chicago, we should all be on the same page. This is what we need for a better Chicago. Well, I think it's important. I 100% agree with you, but I think it's important to find out if Brian agreed with that, because if most of the black community agree with that, then you should join them because we're all on the same accord. Coming up to the break, or when we come back, uh, John has some interesting things to uh, talk about from the DSA. Charles and John, 560 The Answer.
I'll return to Black and Right on AM560. Here are Charles Love and John Anthony. Welcome back, Black and Right with Charles and John. So we did a lot of talking about, uh, you know, creating a coalition, the black community, Democrats and Republicans. But hey, if you disagree with us, there's another choice for parties. How about the Democratic Socialists of America? Oh, my goodness. John? Oh, Charles, did did you listen to the clip? Did you see the clip from the Democrat Socialists of America's I did not. I heard something about it. I'm going to go ahead and play it. Let's give it a clip. Uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. Comrade? Comrades? Are, are we sure that this is not the, where the Russian bots were and all that? They've been looking for the Russians. I think we found them. I, I mean, but you, Charles, listen. I, I had, you see, I had to stand up for this one. <laughs> this is the future. This is where this almost is what you get when you don't get Trump. This is where almost every candidate that's running for to be POTUS here in the United States of America is this is this is the direction of the party of the Democratic Party right here, right there. What you just heard. That's asinine. You uh, asked me if I heard it. I, I didn't remember it until he played it. <laughs> and, I, you know, he's, you know, you throw that thing in there like kind of I was talking about you and you're like you're black. And I said blackish. He him. I, right. I didn't I didn't catch the he him until I did not catch the he him because he just threw it out there like, hi, this is James Jackson from Sacramento. He him. I mean, what is that about? And then the guy jumps up and says, well, he's triggered because let's not use gender language. He, he was telling him your pronoun. So first you say, tell us your pronoun. Then I tell you my pronoun and you're offended. Now, now I get the whole, you know, auditory, sensory and all that. People, yeah. okay. But why are you at a big, why are you at a conference like that? If you're so concerned about he, him. <laughs> I'm sorry, John, go on. I love well, it. Well, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm surprised the whole room did get triggered by the word privilege. What was the trigger button? You know, right. privilege. Because if you have you have you seen all of the posts? Uh, and this is we're going to start a, a trend in this called the stack of stupid. Stack this is part of, of the stack of stupid. Uh, if you have you seen a lot of white women who are making these posts about white privilege and basically oh, yeah, saying, I saw uh, if, one of the Arquettes said that she, she's sorry upset. that she was white. Yeah, I saw one of the Arquettes say that she was ashamed she was white. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, it's, I've seen some of this craziness. This is the direction. Imagine one of the people that are standing on that stage on the debate stage becoming president of the United States. Right. See, the issue is if it's all about feelings, then, you know, uh, conservatives say they're more logic minded and there's things that I know. But it goes beyond that. If it's all about feelings, everyone has feelings. So how would you get anything done? The moment you tell me your feelings, I can come up and say, but what about my feelings? And then we just sit there talking about our feelings for 20 minutes and nothing happens. But, yeah, that was crazy. It made me laugh. But I do want to leave with, you know. You know, we didn't talk, get much time to talk much about the shootings, but um, a lot of it, everybody blamed Trump and they talked about his rhetoric, his rhetoric. But if his rhetoric is bad, and you know, unlike you, I'm not a big fan of Trump, but I'm an Trump honest guy, but I'm an honest guy. So his rhetoric's bad, but I heard very little about MSNBC's Nicole Wallace, the former oh uh, George Bush employee who said that Trump said he was going to exterminate uh, Latinos. 
or they actually made a movie about hunting down and killing deplorables. Yeah. So rhetoric only matters when it, when it's not the, the, the rhetoric you want, right? Yeah. So it makes no sense. I think it's all overwrought, and we all need to stand up against all the bad things. Wow, the hour, where did the hour go? Charles, this is like going so fast. I mean, we, we're going to need a couple of more hours yeah, on this Everybody show. call. Call the station manager and say they need two hours. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks to George for, for making this happen for oh. us over there. I wonder if Ados ever got that apology that they were looking for. <laughs> Brian, you are my new best friend. John and Charles, black and right, AM 560, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.